The homelessness crisis in the UK is a massive talking point, particularly at wintertime. Figures released by the charity Shelter in November 2017 estimated that as many as one in every 200 people are officially recorded as homeless or living in inadequate homes. But even without all the data, you can still see it. Every time you go out to a city centre, particularly at night time, you can see rough sleepers trying to make the best of the hand they have been dealt. However, part of the problem with reporting homelessness in the news is that the story is usually told through statistics, with articles jam-packed, full of data, that can be very hard to consume. This time, we're doing it differently. You're about to hear from KJ. This isn't his real name, as he has asked us to hide his identity. However, while his name isn't real, his voice and his story are very much his own. KJ was homeless for seven years after his mental health problems spiralled out of control. It all stemmed from a severe accident at work and he eventually wound up sleeping out in the open wherever he could. Perhaps unsurprisingly, he turned to drink and drugs as he looked for a way to numb the pain. But one day, enough was enough, and he reached out for help. The charity, Chess Homeless, who are based in Chelmsford, were there to give KJ the support he needed. It was far from easy, but eventually KJ got himself out of his predicament with the helping hand he received, and he's now on his way back to getting his life on track. Brought to you by Essex Live, this is Humans of Chelmsford, and this is KJ's story. KJ, thanks very much for letting us um, delve into your own personal story about you being homeless and how you've come out of it. So to start off with, let's go back to the very beginning of mm. your ordeal. Just tell us what it was that caused you to end up in the, the difficult situation that you found yourself in. Well, if we go back to the start, it, it all started with um, an industrial accident that I had at work. Um, I, I had a lot of injuries, um, so that was not a good start for, for my journey. I, I then had a bereavement a few bereavements in the family, which on top of that was was another problem, um, you know. And then then I lost my my wife, kids, house, everything that you own materially, you know, which is another problem. Um, and 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 it just sort of piled up from there, really, you know. So you say you, know, you lost your your wife and your kids and your house. Was that a build-up of all the mental health problems that you were experiencing as a result of your accident? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It, it was. It was kind of like I was in a like a fuzzy felt land. You know, I was. Everything was going on, and I was just sort of going through the motions, and one thing was building up after another, uh, and and yeah, it was. It was a. It was a mental health breakdown. For those who don't know, what was your accident that you suffered and what were the injuries that occurred as a result? Um, I actually fell from a building that I was working on. Um, I fell down uh, probably 30, 35 feet um, and as I was falling I grabbed hold of a window frame and it broke my fall and probably saved my life but 
you know, it, it, the lacerations on my fingers, and my arms, and that. Um, I jarred my back of my neck, uh, done my knee in. Um, I fractured my uh, other wrist, so both my hands were basically, <coughs> basically um, injured. So yeah, um, it was that was sort of like the build up through through, through all them things I had, you know. And obviously, you found yourself homeless in mm. the end. Yeah. When you find yourself in that situation, do you feel like a failure? Um, I suppose looking back, yeah, I do, you know. But in, 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 in that moment, no, because I, I, to be honest with you, I didn't know what was going on. I, you know, so many things shooting through my head that I couldn't keep track of one thing alone. So, but looking back in hindsight, yeah, I was, I was uh, yeah, I was a failure. I can see that. So was, when you were <coughs> homeless, you were kind of floating between living on the streets and you know, sleeping on people's sofas and things like that. Mm. What is it actually like living out there on the streets? You know, when it's when it's really cold or in the winter and wow. things like that. Wow, you know, it's it's it's, it's one of them things where you th- you think you're never going to end up, and you know you're out there and it's you're on your own. You know, all you got is a bag and a tent and a you know and a few biscuits <laughs> to carry on with, <clears throat> and you, and you're out there and you know it's a lon- it's a it's a lonely existence. You know because. At the start, there was nobody there for me, so that's what I thought my life was going to be—just, just, just a hobo. <laughs> in fact, you know. So, so yeah, it's it's just scary as well, you know. I mean, I'm not I'm not the sort of person who's worried about anyone in particular, but when you're going through the homelessness and you're out on the street, you 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 kind of you're vulnerable. That's basically the biggest word you can use for it you're vulnerable mm-hmm. you know because you don't know who's lurking around you don't know who you're going to encounter you just don't know you know i think that's one of the big things because mm. when you've got a home you take that security aspect yes, for granted you do but as soon as those walls are removed yes and you're out in the open that's something entirely different you you you, you like you like you're naked you know mm-hmm. that's how i you like you're standing in the street naked totally exposed you, you are mm-hmm. unbelievably and perhaps understandably, you ended up going down the, the drug route and, yeah. and a lot of problems in that way. Yeah. Um, were, they, were they just thrown to you or was it you know, people trying to force them upon you? Um, in, in, in the beginning, it was more myself because I wanted something to numb, numb what was going on in my life. So, so I reached out and, and, and started taking cocaine and drinking and smoking cannabis you know, whatever I could get hold of, really, to, to, to suppress my feelings. Um, but once people knew that I was a vulnerable, then it was pushed on me. It was, you know, I didn't have to phone anyone up. They just turned up and threw it at me. So, so yeah, you know, people can manipulate you in that way. People, you know? took, people took advantage. They, they took advantage. Mm-hmm. They take advantage of people who are vulnerable. You know, they know that they can make some money off you. They will, they will do anything to do that. You know, without without anything barred, you know, that feelings for that person, you know, which is quite disgusting, really, when you when you look back, you know. Although I wanted that, you know, there was no problem with me taking the drugs at the time because I needed them to self-medicate, you know, and that was my way of getting through that stage, you know. But, yeah, after, I mean, it was it was thrown at me, you know, for, for no reason. You were on mm. the... You were homeless for seven years. Yeah. How do you go through each day at a time do you set yourself little goals each day 
to just keep you focused in one way or another, or are you just living in this this dream world, this nightmare world? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's exactly what you say. I'm, I'm, I was living in a bubble at the start. You know, all I was concerned about is myself and and getting getting the drugs and whatever to to, <clears throat> to make me feel better. So, <clears throat> you know, you do live in a bubble. Um, I think after a time where you kind of don't get the drugs and and it sort of you you come out of that, you come out of the mist of the trees, and then you sort of like there's a bit of reality there, and you think, no, what am I doing? Why am I dressed like this? Why have I not shaved? What? Why do I not bath? Why? Why am I living? Why am I sleeping on a muddy floor in an old blanket? What? What in the world? So yeah, it, it does. But until you actually come out of that mist, you know, there is no goals. There is no. There is no day-to-day basis it's it's just you in that bubble mm-hmm. and at this point we come on to the charity Chelmsford Chess mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. kindly helped us set up this interview yeah at what point was it when you reached out to them for help I actually what I, what I actually did was I, I I was living under a bridge um and, and one day I was completely sober and I thought to myself what am I doing so I stood up I kicked everything in the river and I took myself off to detox myself because I knew that I wasn't going to get any help from anywhere else so I managed to do it myself in a way so as I was coming out of the detox then then I thought to myself I need somewhere to stay I need you know I need I need some sort of structure and I came across chess through 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 I forget how it was now I think it was because I went to the council and I think I was recommended but you know that was a step that that that, that kind of saved my life. You know, mm-hmm. and if I hadn't have reached out and and they hadn't have supported me in in all the ways that they have, I would not be here today. And that is God's honest truth. And one of the things we we talked about just before we mm. started recording is that chess actually listened to you, they which did. is one of the big things. Because Hallelujah! Not, <laughs> not everyone does that. Do no, they? no, no. You're right. They don't. Is it? You know, like. But like we were saying before, you know, you can tell someone your problem and they completely turn it around that, 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 that there is not a problem, but there is, you know, and, and chess can see that, you know. I know it's a job and I know it's a charity, but, you know, they're imperfect people. You know, they will sit down with you, they will go through everything with you, like what you need, what your support is, can we help you with this, can we help you with that? So, so yeah, it, you know, they were, they were fantastic. You In know? terms of the actual services they offered you to mm. help you, what mm. type of things are we talking about? Well, we're talking about support through, you know, just 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 getting a proper claim in, that that that, that someone can actually see your cause, and you sh- you know, this is what they should be on. Um, um, f- through my disabilities, or like where I can go, you know, um, put me on to other groups that can help me out through through other stuff that I've got going on. Um, they gave me therapy, which you know, which saved my life at the end of the day. Um, you know, they got me rehoused. You know, I mean, what more can you ask for? If you want to be, if you want to be helped, there is help there. If you go the right, the right routes. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in that therapy aspect as well. Mm-hmm. It was a large part of you getting out of the predicament that you're in is getting yep. your mind right exactly. first and foremost. Exactly. Yeah. How difficult is that to do for you? <sighs> it's probably one of the hardest things that you could you could do in in a situation from where I came from. You've got to want it yourself. 
you know no, no one can tell you that person who's going through it that you know everything's gonna be okay you know you've got to want it deep down you you've got to want to get better you've you've, you've got to want it you know even for reasons that I probably haven't got now, like with my family and that. I mean, I haven't got that. So it's hard to actually put my finger on to why I actually, actually turned it around at that point. Obviously, there was something. I can't think of it off my head at the moment, but, you know, it was, it was, um, yeah, it was hard, you know. And we, we've spoken about how paramount mental mm. health is, and it's so widespread mm. at the moment oh yeah and the stigma as well is yeah. still very much there yeah is that something you really want to change is the stigma towards mental health exactly exactly yeah as, as act, i mean but just for someone to listen to someone you know and and, and taking what they're actually saying and 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 and, and believing that person because if you don't and there's there is no help for them you know and people just don't understand mental health they you know it, it's always discarded and pushed under the carpet you know, and but it, it's there. It's black and white. It's there. It's in your face. You know, and there should to, for me there should be more help out there for people. You know, through either the government. I mean, they say they they're pumping all these resources in, but I mean, I don't see it. But you know, they say they do. But yeah, they you need to get to the grassroots of people's problems. And until then, you know. And ev- everyone who you came across that was in the same predicament as you, mm. homeless, mm. is that a common theme that they all seem to have these mental health problems yeah. a lot of the time? Exactly, exactly. And and the y- you can see. It. I mean, a lot of people won't see it. I mean, unless you've been, unless you've walked the walk, you can't talk the talk. You know, if you've been through it, you you kind of see without even speaking to them. Like, what's going on? You know, it's it, it's kind of weird, but you know, but. It, until society turns around and goes, look, this is a problem. We, we've got, we, we, we've got to sort it out. You know, people are just going to float around with their mental health and 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 never get better. You know, because they haven't got the support. Mm-hmm. You know, that's basically what it is—the support. You know, and, and and chess off of that support. You know, so if there's anyone out there who who, who needs that help and wants to get better, come to chess. You know, they will help you. And, and there's a large part to be said about actually opening up and speaking about it as well, is rather than keeping it inside. It's oh, perfect out. medicine, isn't it? It is. It is. It's not a cure. It's not going to cure you, but it will make you a hell of a lot better. Mm-hmm. And you can you can open up to more things. Then, if someone believes in you a bit more, it's something you know you've got something to live for. You know, you can come out of that 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 fog and and try again. You know. And obviously, all the tough things that you've had in the past, mm. you're now taking the steps forward to rebuilding your life. I am, yeah. Where are you at the moment? At the moment, um, I've been living in um, accommodation of my own for a year now. Um, I've done a college course for a year with maths and English, which, you know, I didn't have as a child, you know, education. So I've, I decided to try it again, or another go at, rather. Um, so, yeah, I mean, everything's everything's looking a lot better, you know, than mm-hmm. than I was a year ago. And there's that sense of hope as well that you now have oh, yes. a world of possibilities that oh, you yes. can go. Oh yes. Oh mm-hmm. yes. It's it's definitely opened up, you know, possibilities of what, what I you know, what I can do or what I wanna do. You know, so yeah, it's it, it is it, it's a lot better. I'm 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 a lot happier than I was. Um I mean I'm not I'm I'm still work in progress but 
you know, I'm a, I'm a lot better than I was a year ago, mm-hmm. you know, through, through the help I've had, definitely. Does the, you say work in progress, does that mean the, the mental health problems occasionally rear their ugly head every so often and then it's a case of batting that aside again when it comes? Pretty much. Um, I suffer from PDSD complex, um, which I can get triggered. doesn't happen every day. I mean, I can still disconnect and, 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 and I've got a trigger process that I am at the moment trying to get on top of. You know, if I can, if I can win that, you know, I can, I can, you can do anything. And that's, that's basically what I'm walking, working towards. Yeah. But you now know? you have the tools at your disposal. That means you can combat that when it, exactly. when it comes around. Which, 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 which going back to therapy, you know, which chess gave me that therapy for a year. You can't, you can't have therapy for six sessions and say you're going to get better for people with mental health issues. It's just not going to happen because you'll be straight off the boat and straight back to where you are. People need intense, intense help for a longer time, for a longer period, you know? And, and you know, if you've gone through it, you can see it. And, that, and that's what I can see, you know? Mm-hmm. breaks my heart sometimes to see these people who are not getting help, mm-hmm. you know? Especially the ones that want the help and maybe they're not out so outgoing and don't want to ask people, you know? You've got to go to them and ask them, yeah. you know? That's the way I see it. Going back to your family as well, mm. your kids, mm. and you haven't seen seen them at all. You've had no contact no. with them since. No. Is that something you'd love to see change once you fully, you're fully back on the track? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, every father's going to want going to want that to to have the, to have that bond with their child again. Um, if I, if I look back now to say like how I was, yeah, I can understand how I was and why 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 they probably didn't want to be in contact so much because you know some people don't like that and can't handle that can't handle the pe- how people turn out or the way they go so but yeah i mean I, of course i do yeah and then when i'm when, when i'm back into my full fully foot mode then then i will make i will throw out the olive ol- the olive branch and and try again mm-hmm. you know we just just got, i've just got to see how it goes and, and and work on it for the next i don't know six months to a year and then and then see where i'm at then but yeah, of course I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I love them. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely, definitely. And to round this interview off, mm. I think it's only right that we talk about chess one last time. Yeah. Um, what do you say to everyone that's part of that oh. organisation that's helped you out of this? I would just like to say to chess, like you saved my life, and you know I've got so much gratitude for you, and you know. <laughs> If it wasn't for you, then oh, I wouldn't be here. And and you know, there's there's such a lovely, uh, there's such lovely people. You know, they got empathy. They, say they they will see you as a cause, and they, and they will try and work with you. And you know, and yeah, and I thank you. And I oh, big shout out to Chess. You know, big shouts. <laughs> you know, you really done it for me. And I'm like, I do owe you. You know what I mean? I really do. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that've been in a similar situation. Yeah. They probably say the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah. And with that, that's a perfect way to finish. I just want to thank you so much again for for sharing your story because I think a lot of people, when they see homelessness, they only see statistics. And they don't actually hear from someone who's actually experienced it. And I think that makes all the difference. So thank you for adding that human touch to on this podcast. No worries. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. To donate to Chess Homeless, visit their website, chesshomeless.org. 
Follow Essex Live on Facebook, Twitter and on Instagram or go to our website essexlive.news. Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij Mijn Sim Only. Voor 12,50 per maand, onbeperkte minuten of sms'jes en 3500 MB 4G internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust Weken. Kijk op ben.nl.